Hello and welcome to the Company Watch On The Spot podcast. I'm Joe Kettner, CEO of Company Watch, and I'm joined by Nick Hood, Financial and Commercial Risk Analyst. Welcome, Nick. Hello, Joe, and welcome back we, from your holiday. Thank you very much. And what, uh, what a welcome back we've got um, today. So first day of school, Monday the 5th of September in the afternoon, we're recording um, this episode. We have a new Prime Minister. Um, Liz Truss was confirmed earlier on um, today. Schools are back. And really, I think, Nick, you've got a to-do list, haven't you, for um, our yes, new I've, I've, PM? I've, I'm pleased to share with our listener, listeners what I understand to be the um, the priority inbox um, things to do list for Liz Truss. And so perhaps shall we go through it? Let's go through it. It's Yeah, it's, it's a long list and it is not a very pretty list i think it's the warning we should we should give our our listeners yes those of a nervous disposition should um, should probably look away at this point um in no particular order annual growth in credit card borrowing in july went up 13% so says the bank of england highest rate since october 2005 it's going to be a lot of highest or biggest or worst yeah. i'm afraid the average interest rate on credit card borrowing is now 21.17%. That's the highest since 1998. And let's face it, that is only going to get higher. We've got the MPC next meeting, so the Bank of England committee that mm -hmm. sets um, interest rates on the 15th of September, so that's next Thursday. And, you know, we know we're going to get more interest rate rises before the end of the end of the year. In, 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 indeed we do. And, of course, credit card borrowing can only go up because for an awful lot of people, it's the only way they can survive. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a you know that's a pushing uh, pushing towards tomorrow. What um, what can't be paid for today? Retail sales in July. What a tale of two um, of, of two cities. The value movement, which of course reflects inflation, value was up five point seven percent, but volume was down three percent. Mm -hmm. And that's all according to the ONS. Um, so that's a really that is a sort that of that is pretty hide. stark, isn't it? And mm -hmm. I know it, let's let's go back to ONS retail stats. Not the biggest fan in general, is that fair? But they've got an internal consistency, so you can, you know, they use the same methodology month to month. So actually, there's there's something to yep. be said for looking at them um, from month to month. Is that is that a fair a fair assessment of your view? Yes. Yes, yes, yeah. don't love them, but um, as long as they're consistent, you know, accountants yeah. do love do love consistency. <laughs> um, government borrowing for the period from April to July, that's the first four months of the fiscal year, was 55 billion, uh, which beat comfortably all the um, economists' forecasts. The July deficit was 4.9 billion versus a forecast generally in the marketplace of 0.2 billion. Now, I mean, July, that is, of course, that is big, isn't it? That is a big difference. It's a big difference, and of course, July is the month when you pay half your tax bill if you're self-employed. So, if they can't cover their costs in July, and with all the all the uh, trustonomics to uh, to come with um, with lower taxes, that'll be really really interesting. Government debt servicing costs. In July, we're up 81% year on year. And re remember that a quarter of government debt is linked to RPI, not CPI, CPIH. RPI, which hit 
12.3% in July. That's the highest since March 1981. And that's going, again, we know that that's going only one way. Further. Further, further, further. further. The GFK, the Consumer Confidence Index, widely respected as a a real measure of what's happening in the economy, dropped to minus 44 in i think that's july but it could no i think that's july so minus 44 that's the worst reading since the index was launched in 1974 i mean it feels like we're back doesn't it in the dark days of of 2020 when we we you know we were, we kept on having this is the worst since this is the worst since yeah 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 um yep um something i mean we you know we inflation we all know the story here we were at 9.4% in uh, in in June, um, but I want to actually make a different point about inflation. Nine point four percent in June across the board. If you break it down between income quintiles, the poorest households, it's not nine point four percent; it's ten point eight percent. This is according to the uh, IFS. If you uh, predict forward to the bank's suggestion that in October it'll hit thirteen point one percent. For the poorest households, it's 17.6%, which is devastating. Um, Now, we'll see what comes out of the the new administration's solution to the energy problem, this thing that that they're going to cure in the next seven days. Um, If it involves capping energy prices for consumers at the April cap and not allowing the October cap increase to three and a half thousand to happen then i'm not sure what that does to the 13.1 percent it'll sure as heck help the poorest households it won't it yeah but then yeah. again we've still got the problem with business and i don't know whether we'll talk about this later but you know business that's been nick i i, mean, I, can't, I can't remember the data from my head i could look but you have been talking at least for a year about the issue around businesses and the lack of an energy price cap for business and what that's going to do yeah. And we know that business, many businesses fix. So, you know, they, they have weathered the storm. But goodness me, there are some enormous increases that are starting to, to come up in the next month or so. Um, and so really, there's there's going to be pressure, isn't there, to do something about business yeah. energy um, fees, as well as the, the consumer um, side of things. Yes. I mean, the, you know, the, the, the media is, and social media in particular, is full of s- small businesses in particular basically saying um, if somebody doesn't do something about this increase, and and I've seen quotes that have gone up from the the new fix compared to the old fix from anything up to seven or eight times the increase. And, you know, and people saying, well, the increase is more than my turnover. You know, so clearly this doesn't doesn't make any any sense. Um, So, I guess we'll just have to have to see, but unless it's uh, what was the phrase I used to you, big, bold, and quick, we're going to have an awful lot of major, you know, carnage in some parts of the economy. Hospitality, in particular, some parts of retail, you know, butcher shops, anywhere that is energy intensive. Um, mm. You know, I, I had a conversation with my local butcher in the village here, and you know, I asked I asked the question because they're lovely people, and I like them very much and we have a good relationship and said what's happening and they said 
we don't know, but we're not sure about our future. This is a business that's been established for 52 years. It's heartbreaking, so, isn't it, really? And yeah. it, it, it's and it's it just it's this kind of multiplier of all these stories, yeah. you know, individuals yeah. have, have, have managed to come through COVID um, with all the support. And, and let's not forget, the government did an amazing job yes. with supporting and, and actually relatively quickly during COVID. Yeah. But we're still paying. I mean, that's, that's sitting there as this debt mountain. And it's looking, from the figures here, it's looking like similar kind of intervention is going to be needed. Um, yeah. If if we're not going to have have a, a kind of huge intick, uptick in our insolvencies, and we, we talked about contagion, you know, so if we if we are seeing businesses um, fail in any numbers, you know, what does that do to bounce back loans and other borrowing that, that these businesses have? What does it do to the people that are employed? And we, and we know that small businesses account for a huge number of, of, of employment. So that, again, yep. is adding to the burden um on government to to support to support those people um indeed and one, yeah, not, one, not last num- picture. one last number on on inflation um general inflation um 9.4 percent in june but in august grocery inflation was 11.6 percent according to Cantar, who are about as respected as anybody can get talking about the um the retail market on that you, you touched on company insolvencies in July, 1,827, doesn't sound like very many, does it? Um, up 67% on July last year, when there were a huge number of restrictions still, but yeah. up 27% on July 2019. Oh, that's it again, big, big increases. Big increases. Big increases. Big, 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 big increases. And do we um, have do we have the detail of that yet? Is that do we do we know that kind of CVL, it's CVLs because yeah, you know, okay. um, compulsory winding up are increasing. HMRC in particular is getting very active, yeah. but it 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 remains. Now the figures for for um, CVLs, if you compare it with pre pandemic, are, are almost off the chart. Almost off and the chart. And presumably now, you know, whereas in the past we were talking about um, rent um, being one of the the things that was push, pushing companies. To, to take these decisions, presumably one has got to imagine that it's, it's energy and looking at the the availability of consumer um, spending, and 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 labour issues, labour shortages, you know, which are forcing major operational changes on yeah. some businesses, particularly in hospitality, but but also in some other sectors. Um, should we do sterling? Do we have to do sterling? Um, because sterling has a major input into inflation. Sterling is down 4.3% versus the US dollar in August alone. And against the euro, it's down 4% uh, 4 in August. And sterling against the US dollar for 2022 as a whole is down 14%. And that makes a huge, huge difference. Bear in mind all the commodities that are denominated in in, in dollars, oil. Gas, uh, all sorts of commodities involved in the agricultural and food food manufacturing um, sector, you know. So that's a major problem, and there was a, and of course that feeds through into it's a sort of everything feeds off everything else here. The UK trade deficit is now worse than it has been at any time since comparable records began. In Q, we haven't got Q222 yet, at least I couldn't find it. Um, but 
in Q1 22, it was equivalent to 8.3% of GDP. Okay. And there was a really interesting um, comment, um, clearly deliberately uh, designed uh, to coincide with uh, the results of the Tory leadership election by the um, by one of the senior executives at Deutsche Bank, um, just commenting that nobody could take international interest in supporting deficit countries for granted. An absolutely clear a threat. Major intervention, isn't it? And it happened. You know, I think it was coming out just as, as the result was announced. And 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 yeah. and I think actually, I'm not sure whether it was him or the journalist commenting, um, raising the spectre of a good old fashioned balance of payments, balance of payments. sterling crisis. Um, U, uh, UK gilts. Uh, sell-off of UK gilts in August was the worst since 1994. Yields on two-year gilts, uh, which is one of the key measures, uh, is now above 3% for the first time since the global financial crisis. And on 10-year gilts, it's the highest for eight years. And that all feeds through into government borrowing costs. Borrowing costs, yeah. A little tiny bit of good news, I suppose. Um, Unemployment, 3.8%. That's uh, way lower than we were expecting, you know, as we emerged from the pandemic. pandemic, You know, we were were really concerned about, you know, what I think we were looking at 2021, 2022, possibly hitting up to 7%, you know, with the the fellow. So this is a a, a positive um, figure, as you say. Yeah, I mean, average total earnings up five, sorry, we're up 5.1%, but that's down 2.5% versus inflation. So real incomes are <clears throat> falling. We knew we knew that. That's not we knew that. news. Mm. Number of people on payroll is now six hundred and fifty thousand higher than pre-pandemic, but the total number of hours worked is down nine point five million compared to pre-pandemic. Mm. So more people, fewer hours. Gig economy on that yeah. and job vacancies uh, absolutely my last point and you can read this one or two ways job vacancies fell for the first time for a while to 1.274 million question is is that people finding jobs or is that employers withdrawing jobs from the market we don't know yeah it's hard. i haven't i haven't heard very much talk of hiring freezes is a general yeah. point at the moment but you know that Often these things happen, don't they? Before before they start to be talked about, you you kind of the the numbers are kind of moving in a direction before it starts yeah. to be to be picked up properly. So that would that would be certainly interesting to um, to look at. And uh, you know, this again feeds back into business investment. I mean, yeah. we haven't we've obviously heard you know the the various um, soundbites through the leadership campaign about you know growth is the key to um, mm. is coming out of the um, of the situation we find ourselves in. Business investment we know is going to be key part of that. You know, it's not and, looking and, pretty, is it? And, 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 and the trouble is, side. this sort of business investment that you need in in this situation is AI automation, um, improved process um, uh, processes in in all sorts of ways, both administration processes and manufacturing processes, um, and they're the sort of things you don't actually do overnight, and they're not cheap. Um, but you know, I'm about to write a blog. 
about business investment. And I am going to bang the drum and say to those people who have the resources and the confidence, for goodness sake, get out there and invest. Because without business investment, we're not going to have growth. And without growth, we're an even bigger pickle. And you get first mover potentially. You know there is the the advantage of being ready to um, ready to go potentially. Um, I think the um, the MPC will be interesting because they always they always have some some um, figures from agents on on the yes. ground about business investment. So that's something that we always look, look at quite quite closely um, when their report yep. comes out. So I mean that's quite a big that's quite a daunting inbox, isn't it? For yes, yeah, so and that's um, just about the stress. economy. Forget about everything else the economy but you know however you look at all these numbers um they're terrible and they're worrying depressing um, probably but when you come when you stand back a bit the you you almost have to park those and say well look that is where we are the issue now is what is the government going to do about energy because it is the dominant you know mm-hmm. it's all very well you know credit card borrowing going up debt servicing costs going up for the government inflation going up but the potential impact of getting it wrong on sorting the energy crisis is so serious it is so serious that frankly the rest of it doesn't matter so I think it'll be really interesting to see what they, what um, uh, what the new prime minister can achieve yeah. in her. In and it's so important, isn't it, to, to yeah. not only think of consumers but also to to do that Businesses. business piece. And I think you know we, we we were trying to 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 kind of pull this together and say, well, what what can you do practically? You know, rather than like mm. be be super depressed. And and I think it does come back to looking at like those key risks. Again, we've always had this mantra at Company Watching, strong strong companies don't fail. But you really need to understand the dynamics of what a strong company looks like. And, you know, the forecasting tool that we've we've launched, it's available to all our clients for free for the next few weeks. You know, I really urge you to to look at those key risks and to to start applying some of the forecasts that that we put together to to really start analysing and, and think about the the impact from from these wide issues on um, on those key businesses and understand the resilience of, of of companies to to withstand these because as we know you know things you know certain companies are not they have not got the strength the underlying strength to, to be able to withstand um, these shocks so understanding which companies those are is, is obviously really really important yeah. indeed gosh that's been an uplifting experience isn't it <laughs> well hopefully we'll come back you know if we when we record next week. Let's hope that we will have some some news on the energy, and that this week of um, to solve to solve our problems may may have materialised in, in something that we can have some some good news to to talk about. Nick, as ever, thank you very very much indeed for. Well, I, can't, I can't say it's my pleasure, together. but I'm glad to make an input into this. Thank you so much. Thanks everybody for um, for listening. Until next time, goodbye.